0: I got in trouble for talking over the song. <laughs> like... Like, I don't know about getting in trouble, but it was more like uh, the one of the uh, guys that, you know, helped a friend of ours. He just goes, you know, I, I love the uh, the intro, but I really wish you would stop talking the fuck over it because it's a good song. I was like, you know, that's fair. That's fair. Oh, <laughs> What's wow. up, ladies, gentlemen and others. We're back for another one. What's up? <laughs> it's another episode of binge. We're still not canceled. I, I thought I feel like for the hiatus, like the year that we weren't making shows, I had people ask me, like, did it happen? Did you finally get cancelled? I was like, No, I didn't say like the N word or anything. We're good. Like <laughs> And speaking of people who love the N word, uh my oh. guest today <laughs> I don't think for the rest of the season I'm going to beat that intro. I don't think I'm, it's ever going to happen. Uh, we've got uh, Tulsa's Prince, uh, comedy uh, legend, if you will, Mr. Evan Hughes. What's going on, bud? Hey,
1: thank you so much for having me, Daryl. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Did you hear about uh, Evan? He loves the N-word. Oh, loves it. Oh, my God. All right. I got to go. <laughs> and that's a wrap. Shortest episode ever. <laughs> so how you doing, bud? Oh, I'm great, man. Yeah. yeah. You got uh, You've got shows coming up uh plural. I've got
1: tons and tons and tons of shows. i
0: just up. just and you're promoting mostly these days, right? Like
1: Yeah, I mean I'm I'm doing some uh some comedy here and there, you know. I've I've got some coming up where I'm I'm featured.
0: Okay, right on. Where okay. at?
1: Uh so I've got one at the Vanguard uh this Sunday. Uh it's a T-Sass show. Are you familiar with T-Sass?
0: Uh oh, uh Mitch uh Gilliam, right? Yeah, so yeah. Blind,
1: blind Oath uh, is going to play it and uh, first verse is on, Those it, metal I'm, I'm on it i'm doing a set for children You <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> i think they wanted me for something like that once and then i was like mm, that's a terrible idea um i have tinder jokes um i'm pretty sure i have a story about a miscarriage that always gets a groan so maybe eight-year-olds won't get it <laughs>
1: yeah i'm pretty stoked to do it though so my my ex's son goes to that school okay and I, I told him I want to want I want some inside school information that Absolutely. I can use on stage to like blow their minds because I'm otherwise not affiliated with the school at all. Right?
0: Because it's just kind of like that's that's basically what's funny when you're a kid is just making fun of somebody else. Like just kind of like hey, check out Brian's fat fucking dad. Like that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, that's basically it. Like, you don't really need that much like intelligence to make kids laugh. To be honest, because like kids are just like fart jokes are great for them. You that's know what, what I mean?
1: Not, I'm not too worried about the show because yeah, of, you know, like, like I
0: mean, if if you bomb in front of kids though, they will make quit. sure that you know that you suck. Like that's <laughs> yeah, it. yeah, they will look you dead in the eye and be like, "You should kill yourself." Like, <laughs> god damn, ten year old. Like, <laughs> but I mean, other than the one that you're actually on, but you have quite a few shows around town that you're like booking and promoting, right? Yeah,
1: so I'm bringing in uh, Aaron Naylor. Okay. Uh, this Friday at Flyloft, which has hardly ever been used for a venue.
0: So this this will come out Thursday, so that means for all of you out there, tomorrow is when this show is, right? Yeah. Okay. it's a,
1: It's a 8 o'clock at Flyloft, which is next to the Majestic, across from Amelia's by Guthrie Green. And uh, so it's Guthrie Green offices, but there's an event space in it. Oh, very cool. So he's a Blue Whale F- Comedy Festival alumni. Right on. And then so I, I reached out to them, so I'm kind of doing it uh, with with Blue Whale. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And
0: for those of you that don't know what Blue Whale is, first of all, get your fucking life together. Uh, <laughs> but it's every year during the summer, we have a comedy festival. One weekend... Uh, in August most of the time, right? Is it, yeah, this one's is it late or July. This late year. July, okay. Yeah. Okay, but always good time. Even if like my thing is that there are guys that they're like, Oh fuck, I'm on the Oklahoma showcase again. I'm like, dude, it doesn't really fucking matter because you're allowed in all the shows after that. Right. It's a so, big party. So you're just yeah, it's fucking every comedian and I love that <laughs> inexplicably every year somebody gets too fucked up. Right. Every year. And I love it because I think last year Uh, I was talking to somebody, an undisclosed comic, because I don't actually know if they want people to know that they even drink or whatever. But it was like they go, so we're all gambling to see who is going to get too fucked up this year. Uh, Who's your bet? And I was like, me. Oh, I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I will rig this right now. Where's the bar?
1: <laughs> I did a bad thing one year. It wasn't getting fucked up, but me and Vanessa Dawn snuck into the backstage of to hear Eric Andre was on. That's awesome. Well, what we did was we showed our badges. Well, yeah, because
0: back in the day, they didn't let the certain comics go in there. Hello.
1: Well, you couldn't all just, no matter what, like, if they let all the comics on the festival go in the green room at kane's during right. Eric andre everyone would have been in there it would basically yeah room. it would
0: basically be what's the point of the green room there were more people back here bitching oh, yeah. and moaning that i'm not talking to them than like out there
1: yeah so they just had one kane's guy guarding the curtain guarding the green room and me and vanessa went up and flashed our badges like, <laughs> like we should be back there and he was like oh, okay and then so we're back there, and Ron Funches was back there, and Eric Andre. And we're oh, that's just, we're so just cool. We're just chilling, you know. A Both fun.
0: of those guys seem like those comics that it's like, oh, are they hilarious on stage? Absolutely, but I also feel like they'd be just so cool to just chill with. You know oh, what I mean? Dude, like, totally. like I don't even. I, lately, I've been cutting back on like my basically all my vices, like smoking, drinking, the whole nine. And so, but if a guy like Eric Andre was like sitting there smoking a joint and then just kind of passes it to you, I don't care if you just became a priest. You're going to take that joint and be like, this is going to be the greatest fucking story I can tell. Yes. Just like some guy telling you an amazing story of like explosions and all that shit. You're like, yeah, well... I spoke to Eric Andre, so uh, good fuck nerd. That's yeah, <laughs> he was so
1: chill too. Like I, I, I went up to him and I was like, "Oh man, it was such a great set," and he was like, "Eh," you know. And, a- and he did do so great. Oh, you great mean to just me. like
0: every comic that's like worth anything, you know? <laughs> like the ones that get off stage and they're just like, "Oh yeah, I fucking killed that." You're always just kind of like, mm, "Did you though? Yeah, did right.
1: you?" <laughs> but it was it was an non stop laughter though. And then I was trying to get him to come to the Yeti, which was like the big hangout at the time, right? And he was like, "Dude, I'm I'm too famous to go there." Like he, he felt bad about it. He was like, I'm just going to get mobbed and swarmed. And he's like, it's not going to be fun. But
0: I mean, like, good for him. You know what I mean? To know that. Like, yeah. Because whenever, here's the thing. Do I like whenever they're like humble and shit like that? Absolutely. But you can always tell if it's fake. You know what I mean? When they're just kind of like, I mean, I'm not that famous. It's like, motherfucker, you have your own show. Don't even start with me.
1: He he was like, head down, like, man, I would love to, but. It's just going to be like, everyone's just going to be around me and I can't even move.
0: I remember, uh, who was it? It was um, Adam Richman from uh, Man vs. Food was in town. This was years ago. He ate at Joe Mama's, if that tells you how long ago that was. Dude, he
1: also ate at the sputter. Because they still got his picture up.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, he was in town for like a couple days apparently. Yeah, did you ever
1: eat at the sputter? I didn't. Oh, dude, it's awesome. Where's it at? It's out south. It's in kind of a neighborhood off Sheridan. That would be why. I, I rarely go this... south. Yeah, but this one is like a Tulsa classic. It's got it's got all this gas station memorabilia. It's super nice. weird. The food's incredible.
0: You had me at super weird. I won't lie to you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> even if the food is like mediocre, if it's super weird, I'm going. Dude, like... It's,
1: it's like gas station signs from like decades ago. It's like a museum of oh, gas right. station
0: shit. I love weird museums. Like those oh, are, they, they make me happy. Out,
1: <laughs> you know, they bring out the bread in a toolbox that that someone would have went to Get a, a lunch that you would have brought your tools to work in in like the 30s.
0: Swear okay. To God, I'm going. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's, it's called Sputters. The Sputter. Okay. The Sputter. The Sputter. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, kind
1: of like a, I guess like a potato, like a sputter. We're
0: just we're just gonna promote some fucking Tulsa businesses here, man. Fuck it, like let's have yeah. some good time, dude. The one that I am super excited about uh, that I haven't eaten at yet is the Alley Cat Barbecue. Yes, I'm, I am yep. super fucking stoked to eat yep. there. Uh, what's that guy? Nick Cochran, right? Is that yeah, his, from High Dive. Nick Cochran is his name. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but like I, I, dude, the pictures that I've seen him post and just I've ran in. Him at a bar or like out and about i don't even know if it was a bar which is weird but like just the way he talks about it too i was just kind of like this guy knows his shit like he knows what Dude, he's doing
1: his food so fucking good i believe so it they came and approached him about that and he went to you know his boss at high dive right and was like hey i, w- I was i was given this offer and uh his boss was like man it's like a pretty that's a pretty fucking good offer right, like i i think you know it, and it's in your best interest, you know, it's a lot of money for you to take that. Yeah. And then, so it was like no hard feelings, you know, high dive ended up go, you I know, love fully. when that happens though, that it's um, like, he hey, still no got hard feelings. He still have he owns foolish things downtown. Oh, right on. So the guy that owned high dive has that. So he's good. He yeah. lives in my neighborhood. He's fine.
0: Um, I, he lives in my neighborhood, so, you know, <laughs> he's killing it.
1: <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> I, we, we live in, in, in North Tulsa. <laughs> just,
0: the,
1: just north of like, <laughs> No, no, no. He's
0: my neighbor. <laughs> he's fucking crushing it. Okay? <laughs> Actually, Laura
1: Cook lives right by both of us. Oh, right on. We, we all live on that same street on Cheyenne.
0: Uh, Laura Cook is another Tulsa comedian, for those of you that don't know that, which, again, get your fucking life together. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. But no, like I just I remember somebody telling me that he was yeah leaving high dive and opening his own his own joint and I was like fuck and it's yeah. The
1: same people that did Nolas and Kilkenny's.
0: Oh, okay. That's who's funding it. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. No, yeah. the the people that run those places are fucking top notch. I worked for Nolas for a little while. Um. We don't got to talk about that though. That'll. <laughs> well, what happened? With you would duet. <laughs> I've got some thoughts. Uh... <laughs> no, I've, I've I've worked the. I won't say what it is. The job that I have now, I've I've I think I've had the longest uh, of any job that I've had, and I've only been working there for like uh, a little. Low, like I want to say like. 15 months, something like that. And, yeah. But like, that's, I tried to tell someone one time about it and they were just like, Jesus Christ. I go, yeah, mental illness is no joke. Like, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> when you can't get out of bed, it's really hard to go to work. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> but like, I mean, with, and speaking of mental uh, health, and that just brings me right back to Blue Whale because holy shit. Um, <laughs> but like, every year there's always the comedian that gets a little too fucked up. And every year there's always somebody that's like, hey, you want to do psychedelics? And it's just like, this is straight out of dare class, dude. Like this is, the, <laughs> it's such peer pressure to just be like, Hey, you want to trip balls after your set? Like, yes, yes, I do. Yes. I want to do that. And then even funnier was that one year that they had, uh, the roast battle came through, uh, and we had it at, what was it? The inner circle bar, right? Yep, yep. Dude, everyone was so fucked up that show. It was awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I, man, I
1: could drop so many names right now. Oh
0: my God. Right. Like I, <laughs> I do have it. I do have one video. I don't know if I kept it or, or if it like, you know, phones and all that. Like when you get a new one, I don't know if it's in my phone or whatever. There's a video where all I was trying to do was just go down the line. And it was like, I think it was like Sean Baker, uh, you know, Ryan Green, uh, Zampino was sitting right there. And then at the end of it was TJ Clark. But when I panned and I got to TJ... He looks so fucked up that he was... And I asked him later, I go, dude, were you all right? He goes, I ate edibles uh, before I got out there. And that was when he had first started, like, getting into edibles and shit like that. So he hadn't quite nailed the dosage. (laughs) So he was just like... (laughs) he was like violently high dude been there (laughs) (laughs) whenever you're breathing in the corner going okay (laughs) don't make eye contact with anyone because you'll scare them
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god so many great memories that was an insane roast battle I
0: really enjoyed it I I lost but it was just kind of like that's fine I'm I'm fine with that yeah we had that year there
1: was Yasumi there was Deacon Oh, Pete yeah. He good. It was, yep. Yeah. Uh, Landry.
0: Landry was on it. Laura Cook. Uh, well, Ryan Green was also on that one, wasn't he? I, I think, think
1: it was Ryan against Laura.
0: Was it Ryan and Laura? Yes. I think so. Fair enough.
1: And it was Peter Deacon and then Landry Yasmine.
0: Yeah, that was the year that... Uh, <laughs> and i pff, Bedgood got real fucked up that time. Yeah. He showed up and he was wearing like a Steven Seagal, like, I remember that fucking outfit. And then he had cornrows as well.
1: Well, oh, he's not really a roaster either. Yeah. And like, I was just kind of like, where's yeah.
0: your guitar? And he was like, oh, I don't, I was like, oh, fuck, you are, you are not well. That's <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love Peter. Oh, God. Yeah. That was, my favorite, though, is that it's like between like me, uh, uh, Peter, Uncle Gary, um, a few other comics that, you know, I, we, we can go down this list. Whenever they're talking about we're trying to see who's going to get too fucked up this year, I'm like, mm, let's go through the classics. Let's let's go through the ones that we've definitely seen fucked up at first shop. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah.
1: you Yeah. These Some of these people have been fucked up at open mic. Let <laughs> yeah. Let <alone> the festival. <laughs> well, yeah,
0: because the festival, too, like, I mean, for people that have never, like, done the festival or anything, it's it's hard to describe just how, like, inviting all of that is. Yeah, like you get to the backstage area and it's like, hey, you know, there's pizza over there. Have at it. Who cares? Uh, the bars over there. It's an open bar. And you're like, what was that last part? It's like, oh, yeah, that's an open bar. I was like, I'm getting fucked up. That's- <laughs> yeah, that, that's why
1: I think there's really if there are some hard feelings like leading up to the festival from some people. I think once you get there, there's not going to be hard.
0: Feelings. Oh, it gets squashed pretty you hard. Know, yeah, yeah, I think. But I think that's kind of what's funny, too, about and we're also speaking about like, you know, past. I don't even know what the present's going to like the this next blue whale is going to be like Yeah. because even the last year it was it was weird. It didn't feel like the normal blue whale. Because it had
1: been gone for a couple of years. Well, yeah, and I think yeah. too
0: just the fact that it was behind uh Canes the backstage area this time. Mm-hmm. It felt a little weirder. Like it was just kind of like it felt.
1: It it's, felt it's weird at the Yeti Gone. Yeah, you know, it was just Indiana kind of
0: empire. a weird air, like area to be in. You're just kind of like I feel weird out but here. But they still had the cookies. They I had mean, the co- <laughs> <laughs> heaven knows what he's about. That's all I'm saying. Look, it was cool. I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, and then I got to see uh, fucking what is his name, uh the headliner that last year. uh Fuck, Dan Soder, gonna... the other one, Rory Scovel. Rory Scoville was fucking phenomenal. That was
1: one of the best comedy sets I've ever seen live. I
0: was, f- I was flabbergasted. It's I was not a... the best one I've ever seen. It could have yeah. been the best one. I've ever... <laughs> it was so good. He was fucking phenomenal. Like, just even using like the inflatable blue whale that was up there, like for just set design. He's picking it up and he's like using that in his set and shit like that. And I was just sitting there. It didn't feel forced or anything. It was just great fucking set well
1: no and he, he's such a dirty comic but yeah. his vibe is like you feel like he's like your therapist he's
0: the dude like he's just that dude that you're just like when you show up to the bar and you see that he's there you're like this is gonna be a fun night i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna bullshit with rory like <laughs> yeah
1: i want that if that special i don't think it's ever come out whatever the whatever he did at Kane's, right. i don't think has been recorded yet but whenever it drops i'm i'm down to rewatch it
0: i would watch the hell out yeah. of that yeah yeah. 100%. Like yeah, he I killed that shit. It just fucking murdered it. Like yeah. the whole place was dying laughing. Like normally you kind of get like you know little waves of laughter or whatever. And whole K- fucking place.
1: And Kane's is probably
0: not the easiest
1: room. It's definitely for not. Comedy. It's yeah.
0: definitely not because like you're sitting there and the com- like he had openers. And so like you're sitting there watching the openers and they didn't quite you know, do as big of a laugh as he got, but, you know, they're warming him up and everything like that. But even in warm up, you're like, Ooh, this is a tough room. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he got up there and had him in the palm of his fucking hand within, what, four minutes?
1: Well, he had one of the greatest entrances of all time, too, where um, it was the do you remember what the song was? But he waited. He played the song. And then once he gets to the high point of the song, like a minute and a half in is when he walked out. It uh, was yeah. that, I'll be uh here I think it was that song. The glory I of can love be or whatever. Hero, you remember that he walked out all proud just right when it hit the, oh, yeah. the, the big chorus? Oh, he
0: fucking nailed the timing on that for sure. Yeah. I was it, like, okay, it. was, an okay, incredible, it was it. like a pro wrestling entrance. <laughs> yes, I mean, yeah. It was
1: so fucking good. <laughs> there yeah.
0: was no pyro, but you know, no one's perfect. I'm that's, glad
1: you reminded me of that because I was like, that is how to do a comedy. That's it.
0: how you do that. Yeah. yeah. I remember. I've done one show Well a few I've done a few But it's like I did a show for uh, uh, Our friend Dan Fritchie um, Over at the casino When he still had that show And he goes What song do you want to be brought out to? And I i didn't get back to him for like a day or two because i was like i could could come out to this song or or i could come out to well if you come out to this song you're a dickhead uh so (laughs) (laughs) i think i ended up like uh hold on i think i ended up settling on uh beer for breakfast by the replacements nice and it's hold on because this is one of those hold on i got it let's see if we can do this yep And I thought, great, this is, this is going to be like, this is a perfect, this is going to let everyone know what they're in for with my comedy. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I, I told a buddy about that and he goes, you should have come out to something like Shania Twain or something like that. I was like, why? And they go, just then that way there's, it, it doesn't feel like you're taking yourself seriously. I was like I don't know if I agree with that. I know. I was like I don't think anyone is under the impression I take myself seriously. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think I think in my opinion you should match your song. You know like oh, yeah. like if you know, if Stone Cold Steve Austin came out to the Spice Girls, it wouldn't make sense. <laughs> you know, when you hear the glass break, and then you're like, all right. So I think that's, that's how you should be. <laughs> I don't know. I mean... But the song fits the character.
0: I feel like it, it would be so. almost like a fuck you to everyone who's ass he's about to kick that he just came out to fucking Spice Girls. That all would be... All right, all right. <laughs> I, I know I'm going to get a bunch of hate mail on this now. <laughs> and that email address is bingepodcast918 at gmail.com. <laughs> and then I just get emails of Spice Girls! you, Fuck you, Evan! <laughs> <laughs> People get so up. mad about so many things, and it's just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's genuinely funny to me. Yeah. Like now they're saying uh, the uh, the unnamed uh, political party will say are now saying they want to boycott Target
1: oh i saw that yeah and i was like what the
0: fuck for what because what now they're bored they're so fucking bored yeah and also i heard somebody uh describe it as it's basically death rattle like they know that this party is about to just burn to the ground because of all of this dumb shit that they do in the name of you know children and god and it's like fuck off well you know what it is too is it did you watch the
1: waco documentary
0: I did not. So in the Waco
1: documentary, the agents were talking about, they were like, there were dudes, the entire compound was on fire. Yeah. And they were in the window still shooting at the agents, like not trying to escape the burning. Building. Right. It's like, I'm just going to go up in flames, but I'm going to be shooting on my way right. out. And I'm that's, take... that's the Republican Party. That's, yeah. you know, it's like <laughs> anyone else would be like, It Get is definitely off the all ship. on fire, <laughs> <Yeah>. but I'm <laughs> shooting all shooting. of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How dare you try and take these guns?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw a video today that made me laugh. So, like, and not just laugh, but like a Nick Offerman, like, <laughs> like just a giggling. Like <laughs> because, yeah. like, it was a video of Marjorie Taylor Greene. And, oh, my God, what a fucking horrific person that is but she's sitting there and like all these people on the floor are talking and what have you and just kind of like being generally not paying attention and she's banging the gavel and goes said something along the lines of the house will abide by the decorum of, and everyone just starts laughing like (laughs) laughing so because this is this is coming from the woman that inter like was heckling the president during his speech this is from the woman that has like full on like aggressively questioned people and like made up statistics and all of this shit to the point that other countries watch these videos and are just like do you do you guys know that this is a serious thing like you get this this is idiocracy this is the the pro wrestler as the president you know what i mean like this is fucking stupid
1: yeah do you do you, do you follow toby morton toby
0: morton i don't know so
1: he's a former south park rider he lives in like claremore Uh, Oh, shit. But he he trolls all of those conservatives. Like, he's making websites for them, but it's like not their real website. (laughs) Right. And he's gotten like a a huge following. But uh, he booked me to do comedy years ago, and he's a homie. He used to do stuff at Comedy Parlor. He's done stuff with Landry. Very cool. Peter Bedgood. He knows a bunch of people here, and he's dedicated his life to trolling conservatives. So if you go look up Toby Morton (laughs) on on Twitter, I respect that dedication so much. (laughs) He's got troll posts every day, dude. I love that. He's really gotten a big following off of it. Well,
0: but it's, I, I, I feel like you're right, though. It is. It's Waco. It's the fucking the buildings on fire and you are still shooting like, dude, fucking call it. You know what I mean? Like, just fucking you're in the wrong. You have to know that. And that's the part that bums me out every time is that these people are sitting there talking like they're the ones that are right and that they are just what's the word? Oh, persecuted. They love that word. Oh, oh, we Republicans are being persecuted. No the fuck you're not Like shut up And it sports
1: too It's the same way that like You know a team's been around forever And they changed the quarterback They changed the coach And all yeah. that stuff And they are riding for the Republicans No matter what changes happen within the party Right They're like this is our fucking team That's Come you on know? They, don't, they don't care if You know that, you know, the new coach is racist or the new coach is, right. you know, whatever. It's they like, don't give
0: a shit. Yeah. I love this whole DeSantis thing, too. Like, you're one of the worst fucking governors in America, and you're running for president in 2024, huh? Yeah. Hey, fucking good on you. Go for it. And people are like, why do you have that opinion? I'm like, he's going to split the fucking party. You're going to have your MAGA Republicans that are going to be die for Trump, fucking voting for him again, because you know that small-handed little bitch is going to run again. So he's going to do his thing. But then DeSantis is also going to run. So Republicans are going to vote for him. They're going to vote. for. Him. So it's going to get split. And then Biden's going to win again. Fucking thumbs up there. I mean, he's not the greatest fucking president. And I don't think anyone's like disillusioned about that, but he's not them. And that's yeah. the part that's so upsetting is yeah. <laughs> that it's like we are no longer just going for the best possible scenario. Now, it's just as long as it's not these fucking idiots, I'm good.
1: Yeah, and we're so far away from you know what the politics I would actually want. I mean, getting rid of police and things like that. I mean, right. I mean, we're,
0: we're not going to get anything
1: good this year for Christmas. We're just not. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's going to be a Christmas. We've all last been year. very naughty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, like I, I just
0: yeah, you know, when it comes to politics, it's just this. When there's a good news day, cool. But for the most part, it's all shit. Yeah, and you know what? Never got into politics. The show you want to talk about today? Oh. oh. <laughs> uh,
1: so have you seen the show I'm going to talk about?
0: I have. I really enjoyed it. I, oh, think I, I, think, oh. I think I watched it a few times, actually.
1: Oh, that's interesting. So last time I did the show, you hadn't seen the show. I hadn't. And no. so I just expected that you yeah. had oh, seen it. Oh, a,
0: I'm I'm a terrible host. I don't know. No, I, I love yeah, that. No, I'm going to put it on my resume. Like, yeah, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm the host of Binge, but I haven't seen shit, apparently. <laughs> like, I still have people that they'll come up and be like, have you seen this? And I'm like
1: yeah did you watch the show i did last time queen's gambit?
0: queen's gambit no i didn't watch it that's amazing yeah i didn't i <laughs> i was like well evan told me everything i'm good like, that's <laughs> Damn.
1: i remember but, trying to stay away from spoilers but maybe i did kind of no i mean
0: but that same time that's kind of our our whole thing on the show is that it's just kind of like if it is spoiled whatever it's been out for however long yeah. most of the time actually so.
1: now that it's been this amount of time i could definitely spoil it now. oh
0: yeah i mean season two is coming out soon Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh shit. Okay, and uh, of course we're go. talking about uh the bear, right? On uh FX. Or were you talking about real sex oh, from HBO? About Queen's Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> Cocaine Bear? Cocaine Bear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good.
1: It reminded me of so many people. <laughs>
0: I will slowly raise my hand. Uh, <laughs> dude, there and I I told someone not too long ago uh Oh, I ran into Burkett, uh, uh, Niccolo oh, Burkett. Oh, yeah, I love him, yeah. And uh, one of my favorite comics uh, in town, and <laughs> we were bullshitting, and he said something about like, yeah, was, you know, I'm going to roll up a joint or something like that. Do you want to smoke? And I was like, I don't really smoke anymore. And he goes, what? I go, yeah. And then there's like a lull, and I was like... Mostly do cocaine now. Like, that's really. and He just starts to yeah. die. He was just like, Really? I was like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I was like, I don't have to worry about like a, a spiral on cocaine, which is weird to say out loud, but still. Uh, yeah, this is real. But like with uh, with the bear, though, like, yeah, that's the one I was talking about. They have uh, season two coming out soon. Okay. Oh, but, to, we, but beef. Beef. That's oh, that's. I, what am I talking about? Beef is the one I was going to talk What's about. What's the bear?
1: Uh, well, I thought you were talking about Cocaine Bear.
0: I am talking about Cocaine Bear now. It's, I was, yeah. too. That, that movie's great. They don't have a season. But it's great. I think I guess that was Ray Liotta's last one, but that's got to bum me out. Oh, yeah. That was I'm going to look because I don't know why I'm saying The it Bear. Was, it was. Is it The sure. Bear?
1: Well, Cocaine Bear was Ray Liotta's last. No, the last... show
0: that you're talking about is The Bear, though. No, Beef.
1: That's you're the beef. Show I'm talking about.
0: You're Beef. No the show's called The Bear. Hold on. Okay. I'm fucking looking it up.
1: Pull up Beef. You pull up it, Beef. It's a, it's a road rage TV show. You're
0: a road... You, I,
1: i can't talk about the bear but i've never seen it <laughs> I mean, we could talk about it but
0: I... the bear oh this is the one i thought you were talking about the with the in the kitchens
1: dude i'm sorry i did not see that
0: yeah hold on all right so then we're talking about beef
1: yeah pull it up and look at look at the cast it
0: just says meat i'm just kidding <laughs> Oh, this is that Netflix show. Bruh. I have not seen this one.
1: (laughs) Oh, I knew it. I knew it.
0: (laughs) Well, we here at Ben's are on brand yet again. All right.
1: I'm so glad that I can bring something that you haven't seen. That's that's what I like.
0: So if I remember correctly, this show is about uh, Steven Yun and Ali Wong, and they just hate each other, right? Right. And so they just kind of fuck with each other real hard. Yes. Okay. So how far does that go?
1: The, the, all the way they, the entire he kills her no
0: that's <laughs> well i don't want to get no spoilers but no they're still alive yeah, i guess i spoiled that one but... no i mean but i mean i'm not going to be watching it going i already know that he's not going to murder her like yeah. that's not really the <laughs> yeah. vibe i'm getting from the show <laughs> yeah yeah
1: well it's funny because the trailer makes it look like you're about to watch like horror or something i mean it's yeah. so fucking serious well and then on the they,
0: uh, speaking of like you know the people in the show, apparently one of the guys named David Chang, he got into quite a bit of trouble. Um. Apparently, he tells this story on a podcast like years ago about basically like like basically raping a girl. What? Yeah. And so like he tells this story on a podcast years ago and then Beef comes out and, you know, people are like, who's this guy? Oh, it's David Chang. And, and then they start looking into, you know podcasts and whatnot which hey sorry guys the internet's forever uh <laughs> some of y'all really need to remember that part um says the podcast host who says dumb shit all right cool uh but like yeah but then they were going back and like uh i think it was his podcast even and he tells the story about like holding a girl against a wall like all this other shit uh. and i was just kind of like i read that and i was like why does that make sense to me that that guy? Because he just looks like the guy that would have that story, which, you know. Which guy was he? In uh, Harold. Beef? Let me let me pull him. Yeah, he's in he's in beef. Uh, let me pull up wow. his his that David Chang, or wait, is it David Chang or?
1: Well, Ali Ali Wong. No, David
0: Chang is the sorry. David Chang is the uh, is the chef from Ugly Delicious. I'm on fire today with remembering so he wasn't names. David in beef. No, David Chang. It wasn't. I'm trying to remember, but his name is David. Hold on, and that's David Cho. His David name is Cho. David Cho. And hold on, let me pull up his picture. Yeah, this guy. Yeah. Yeah, that yes. guy. Yeah. So he is uh, like a street artist. And the reason I got him and David Chang confused is because he was on Ugly Delicious, like, I think a few of the episodes he was on. Mm. Um, but he's a friend of David Chang's. And I guess, like, just, he just annoys the shit out of him all the fucking time. But, like, I mean, looking at that guy, he he seems a little sleazy. Yeah, I can see it. So, th- so, I mean, like, that, it didn't really surprise me as much as other people. Because, like, apparently other people were just shocked. They were like, oh, how dare you? And it's like, I mean, look at the fucking guy. Like, Come on. Some of yeah. the jokes he's made, it's like, mm, you're yeah. kind of the sleaze, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that's, but the worst part is that it's like, that's not to say the show isn't great, is the worst part. Because, like, there are, there are plenty of shows that have someone on them. That later gets outed as a piece of shit. Oh my god! And you're totally. like, I'm not giving up that show though. That's a really good show. It's just every time he's on screen, I'm gonna puke a little bit. It's fine.
1: I can't remember his name, but it was what? Have you ever seen the movie Heat? With, yeah. Yeah. Val Kilmer. One, uh, one the uh, Al Pacino. Guys, one of the guys on that was a like an, an abuser, asshole piece of shit. I can't remember which guy. I'm just happy
0: it wasn't Val Kilmer. I think that would have broke my heart. I think it
1: was Michael Mann.
0: Michael Mann. Oh, uh, I think so.
1: And I think he's he's like a renowned bad guy in right. real life. But um in I mean, real life, not just not just fictionally. In yeah. real life, he, he's a villain. He really did that. <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> well there's
0: a, what's that one guy's name? He was uh Army Hammer. Do you know do you remember do you him about that oh, one? That's a, quite a name. That's a fucking name, ain't it? He uh He had
1: no choice once he was He was <laughs> he was like, I'm either famous or getting made fun of, man. There's just no in between.
0: <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna pull him up too now. This is fun. Uh I'm, <laughs> But like yeah, Army Hammer is his fucking name. This guy, so he's been in quite a few different movies and whatnot. Okay. And
1: uh, I thought it was gonna spell, be spelled like the Army. Well, yeah, no, but,
0: yeah, right. Uh, his name, his full name is Armand Douglas Hammer, and he's an actor. And he got outed as just like an absolute piece of shit. Like treats women like absolute garbage. Like just fuck dolls essentially. Which I mean, hey, if you're into that. Good for you dude. Go well, do your what, thing.
1: What's the story with Navy pliers though? With <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs>
0: cancel
1: me. <laughs> Fucking Air Force wrench over there is really just pulling his own Record scratch <laughs> podcast over. <laughs> we just ended here. <laughs> shortest episode ever.
0: The funniest thing in the world is I don't even think this would be the sh- I think we're we're at 31 and a half minutes and I don't think that this would be the shortest episode I've ever done. Damn. <laughs> Oh, yeah. We've definitely had some guests that I was like, we're going to cut this short. (laughs) This is is not my best work. (laughs) But no, like, okay, so with beef, though, like, I mean... That's basically all I know about it is just that uh, Steven Yen and Ali Wong are just, they just fucking hate each other. Yeah,
1: so it kind of uh, catfishes you where you watch the trailer and there's like no music on it and it's just like, it just feels like you're about to watch some like next level, like Like serious crazy shit. Massacre shit. shit. Yeah, Yeah, it's like like a Reddit video or something. Right. And then, so I actually got interested from the trailer and I was like, let's put this on. But then once you're watching it, it becomes a comedy. And you start laughing. It's it's funny because a lot of comedy, when you're watching it, it's like, oh, they're trying to go for a laugh here. Right. And and this, this show, you'll be busted up and you're like, I don't know they meant for that to be as funny as it is, <laughs> but maybe I'm just a bad person, but I'm just, I was like, saying... I'm just laughing so hard here. And that's what makes it so funny. And then you have
0: anything that has me thinking that is my favorite where I'm just like, I'm, I'm laughing going, am I going to hell? Am I going to hell for this? I'm pretty sure I'm going to hell for this. Yeah.
1: And I think that's, what's so good about, I, I was thinking about comedians in roles like that. I mean, yeah, you've got yeah. people like, you know, uh, and
0: Allie Wong is fucking hilarious on stage. Yeah, like just Ali Wong. fucking hilarious.
1: Yeah. So she has, I think she has that, you, you know she's a comedian when you watch the show. Right. Like she has that sense of timing and that she knows when she's being funny or how to get a laugh out of you. right And it's just there's other comedians that are in it, too. But it's just it's such a good show on, on so many. I levels. think
0: my favorite because like you, we're both comedy nerds. So like we love yeah. stand up. And so every once in a while, my favorite is when like a show will come out. It's a brand new show. And you 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 know who the the main people are, but then there's always 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 like a B character, like a whatever, and they walk out, and I go, holy fucking shit, that's that guy, yep, yep. that's that guy, and his special, and and this and that, and he's so fucking funny. Why are you a B? Car- oh right because you're mostly just a stand-up comedian and you're not an actor, but you know, they're going to get their friends in it. You know, they're, oh, like, they're going to call up and yeah. be
1: like, you, you want to be in my Netflix show? Yeah. Hey, real you quick. Know.
0: I got an opening for uh, bum. Number four. Do you want to yeah. come be that guy? Like,
1: <laughs> fuck yeah. I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I think loading up, loading up comics and something. I mean, I think it's a good idea. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you've seen that for years and, um, a lot of people like Chris Tucker that have made the transition successfully right. from just being a stand-up to just being funny in movies. Yeah, we're not
0: wrestlers. We can't make that easy transition, you know? It's just, right. hey, I'm not really an actor, but uh, yeah, I wanted to be. Okay, cool, yeah, well, you're a wrestler, so we'll give you, like, fucking eight movies. Let's go. Like, let's have a good time yeah. with that.
1: Right. Uh, and even look at people like Eddie Murphy. It's like, there's there's people that don't even know he was a stand-up comic.
0: Oh, yeah, like, there's plenty. Like, uh, what's her fucking name? I'm not going to think of it. God fucking damn it. What does she look like? She Okay, she started as a comedian and then later uh, became like a serious actor. Oh, wow. Uh, And so, hold on, because I know a movie that she's in. Did you know Michael Keaton was a comedian? I am not surprised by that literally at all because that man's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Did you see the commencement speech he did for like a high school graduation? And he comes out and like he ends it with, and I'm going to leave you with two words, and they are, I'm Batman, and then just <laughs> leave. I was like, you fucking champion. Like, that's... Like, <laughs> okay, Oh, Emma Thompson. Really? Emma Thompson apparently started as a fucking stand-up comedian. That's dope. She started... And, I, and she's fucking hilarious. Like, I saw some of her... like they, So there was, like, obviously just, like, a... Uh, not, like, a special or anything, but, like, just a film of her doing stand-up. And I was like, get the fuck... Out of here, like she's an award winning actress, yeah. like, but apparently, she started. Or Jim
1: Carrey was a stand up, yeah, you know, and he did a lot of serious. I mean, he did comedies too, but he had serious movies that were yeah. written, like Truman Show, Truman.
0: Uh, of, was that uh, uh, the Majestic? I want to say was, it was that that was like one of his first ones that was like serious, oh, okay, where he, like, uh, I think it was like he hit his head, he got amnesia, and he doesn't remember who he is. Mm. So it was it, it was a weird one, but it was pretty good, but like, yeah, he's definitely. and. He's also one of those guys that he'll take weird roles that don't really, you wouldn't see him, like uh, Kick-Ass 2. Yeah. He took that role, and I was just kind of like, huh, all right, then. Yeah. (laughs) Like, there he is. There's Jim Carrey. Fuck. Or Sonic the Hedgehog. He took both of those, and you're just kind of like, what is happening?
1: (laughs) Damn.
0: But now he's retired.
1: Oh, I didn't even realize that.
0: Yeah. He said uh, he's done. He's not acting anymore. He wants to, I guess, focus on a simple life, he said, or some shit like that. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, he really did every kind of. I mean, he did everything from playing Andy Kaufman to yeah. just he he did so much. Which like, Man on his the body Moon, of work. Was, that like, was such can, a good can, movie. Yeah, you can you can quit after. Yeah, you
0: you're good. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I feel like yeah. I feel
0: like all of Hollywood heard he was quitting, and the only thing they were upset about is they were like, "Well, I was kind of hoping to work with him, but you know what? Mm, he has done everything, so we're good." Like yeah. you go ahead, and now he's like he paints mostly, and that's all. That's just what he wants to do. He just wants to paint and just be left the fuck alone.
1: And you mentioned Val Kilmer earlier. Did you see his documentary?
0: I didn't. It's it's one of those ones that I'm like I'm waiting until uh, uh, I'm I'm back to smoking weed,
1: <laughs> dude. You are gonna. Li- I've watched it more than once. Yeah, and I don't always watch stuff more than once. Well, because it's like so he good. was
0: on top of the fucking world.
1: Yeah, he was Iceman and Top Gun, and, and then he was Batman. Nothing.
0: And then it would just pff, no. We're just gonna. It's just off the cliff. My absolute favorite role of his, and I feel like people will agree with me, was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang that movie was fucking phenomenal it was robert downey jr val kilmer and i forget her name i am batting a thousand today <laughs> Do <laughs> but you it's smoke weed? I, I mean the weirdest part is that when i stopped now my memory shit that's <laughs> god but like i uh, get back on it I, Apparently Uh, cocaine apparently is fucking my brain. That's fine. (laughs) I don't even do that much. (laughs) But like, uh, no, the movie is about, so Robert Downey Jr. is like a thief essentially. Mm -hmm. And he breaks into the store. Well, the alarm goes off. So he's running from the cops. He runs up these stairs, just trying to get away from him and accidentally runs into an audition for like a movie or whatever. And he they they said something about like, you know, you got your part, your partner killed, which just happened in the store. So he has like a breakdown in front of them, like because of his friend dying or whatever. But they think he's acting. So there's like this guy's fucking amazing. You know, one of those. So he gets shipped off to Hollywood to do like screen tests and shit like that. Well, the movie's about a detective. So they have Val Kilmer, who is a P.I. Kind of try and show him how things work or whatever. And they witness a murder. And it's, dude, it's a fucking, but at the same time, it has got some of the funniest lines that I've, like, at one point, she goes, you see that girl over there? Yeah, she's been fucked more than she's had hot meals. And Robert Downey Jr. just goes, yeah, you know, I heard about that. It was neck and neck. And then she skipped lunch. Damn. I was like, this fucking movie's amazing. God damn. And I'm pretty sure this was still around the time that uh, old Robert Downey Jr. was, was. Was on his on his way to jail, his shit, like yeah. Yeah, so. But it's fucking great, and I love it, and I can't recommend it high enough. So
1: yeah, I I would say the same thing about the documentary. It's it's so interesting because he his family from the time he was a little kid, they were like out in California, and it was like a film family. Yeah, yeah. So he had a he had a camera, a a video recorder. He's got tapes of his entire childhood. He's That's got insane. he's got like a warehouse where he keeps every like a VHS of everything he's, he's ever done from the time he was a kid. So it was like beautifully put together where you're like oh, wow. watching his life from, you know, cute little kid to, right. little you know, middle schooler and high schooler. And he, he was in school with, uh, I think it was Sean Penn and Kevin Bacon. They were all in like the same, like film acting shit. See, I love together. hearing about
0: shit like that. Cause you're always just kind of like, so what was it about this particular fucking class? Apparently that's just churning out good actors. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think how- that's
1: what they said in it. They were like, uh, he got bumped from a, he didn't quite make the main role of like the, the big school, like the, the finale, like the graduation show or whatever. Right. And it was like, well, Kevin Bacon and um, Sean Penn beat him out for like the two top spots. <laughs> they was like, God damn. <laughs> but they were all homies. Like they're all fucking around in the, in the, uh, the dressing room and he's got, he, he's videoing all of them th- th- and they're all that, young.
0: To me, that means there is a dude right now who is in California just sitting there at a bar hanging out with people and he's like you want to hear about the time i got wasted with sean penn kevin bacon and val kilmer <laughs> right. in high school And it's like yeah i'm i'm upset that you did you, you took this long to tell me this story let's hear it come on random stranger <laughs> yeah
1: and his so apparently his brother was like a mega talent too and he actually he died in like a in a hot tub he drowned how do you drown in
0: a hot tub he was
1: he had some kind of uh epilepsy or something like that oh, like a seizure he, he had a seizure in the hot tub oh, and, and no one dude, was watching him i'm gonna tell
0: you right now every time people talk about their biggest fears it's always things like oh i'm, a, I'm afraid of death oh I'm, I'm a, i would never get up on stage in front of people like you guys do that's crazy i'm like dude y'all need to broaden your horizon you know what i'm terrified of seizures and fucking aneurysms and fucking pulmonary embolisms and shit like that and you know whose fault that is Fucking television because I watched fucking medical dramas where it's just kind of like, we don't know what's wrong with him, you know, and then and then it like shows like house where it's like there was an episode where the guy uh, chews on a toothpick all the time, apparently, and I guess he swallowed it. And because of that, he's having like fucking seizures and shit like that. And I was like, from a toothpick. Yeah, you motherfuckers like you think you're fine like you're just going about your life we're like well I don't smoke cigarettes you know my drinking's under control I, I you know look both ways before I cross the street I'll, I'll live a good long life and then you watch House and you're like I, death is everywhere death, death. <laughs> death is all around me yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, the toothpick thing reminded me of something I want to plug there's a local film it's about 45 minutes called Hell
0: Scooters oh didn't they show that at Circle Cinema not too long ago
1: Uh they're. I think they're working on getting it in there. They showed it at Guthrie Green.
0: Oh, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. They had like an event where it was like a movie in the park, right? Yes, exactly. Okay, gotcha. So they got a
1: toothpick villain in the movie, but some of, some of it shot at fur shop. It's shot all around I, I do gathering place. I
0: do love a good toothpick villain. I won't lie to you. Like, dude, fuck it. <laughs> like, it's, it's, there's something about that just like classic villain archetype that you're just kind of like, it's comforting. Yeah. Dude. Especially after at, at this many Marvel movies where you're just kind of like, he wants to what now? Yeah. Why does that make sense to me? <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> yeah,
1: I so I got the smallest, smallest little, littlest part in it. Like I'm, oh, here, you're, I'm in it for like five seconds. Oh, so
0: you're plugging your own work? Okay. Well, That's-
1: <laughs> but I mean, think of it. Forty-five minutes. I'm in it for ten seconds. But they invited me to like Still a pretty cast good odds. watch That's- party, <laughs> and I was like, I laughed so much throughout the whole thing. I was like, this is like, it's like a Tulsa class. So what's it about? Um, it's about, so, you know, lime scooters and bird scooters <laughs> can
0: just ruin the recording. With... <laughs>
1: <laughs> so imagine the lime scooter people and the bird scooter people hate each other. They're awesome. like rival gangs. Oh, I fucking love and it. And So they play that as a comedy,
0: <laughs> you know, I feel like it would be even funnier if it was serious. Like if they they didn't even play it as a comedy, they were just kind of like, no, 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 this is real.
1: Well, there's a lot (laughs) of, that's what's so good about it. I think it's like, you know, the the pause for comedic effect. There's a lot of that. It's almost sort of like uh, Napoleon Dynamite meets The Outsiders. Jesus, dude, I know it's fucking great. It just
0: sounds like a movie. That's it's one of those movies that you're like, I had no idea that I always needed this. I want everyone
1: to watch that movie. Everyone's got to watch it. So, okay.
0: So there you're saying they do want to show it at circle. Hell,
1: scooters. Yeah, I think it's going to get in there because some of the people are that are in it are like Tulsa connected people. Right. Right. Uh,
0: What's his fucking name? Uh, I'm not going to think of it, but he was I remember him posting something about like his. So it was his son was a
1: movie, too.
0: Okay, yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. And so, but after, so the Circle Cinema part, cool, but at the same time, is it going to be like streaming anywhere?
1: Man, I'm really hoping so. I, I think I think if it doesn't get like a big audience somehow, I'm going to be really sad because it's so fucking I'm going to be
0: so fucking upset. I, and I'm not just saying that
1: because I'm in in it. Like, I'm in so many things. But this right. one is actually like, I would put Listen, it Listen, I'm you. in <laughs> a lot of shit, okay?
0: If you've seen television, I'm probably in there. <laughs> but,
1: yeah, it's funny, though. It's like, I, I do feel like I'm like that a little bit where like, just because I'm in it, I won't push it super hard. Like there's actors where they're like, well, you go on and do the, you know, you know, you You do do Fallon. And they're like, I did this movie, but I don't want to be on Fallon talking. to." I don't really want to be that guy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I I actually watched. uh, Speaking of, I watched a video where uh, it was a director, a very well-known director. And he was talking about um, they wanted to make a sequel to one of his movies. He goes, "Okay, so here's what we're going to do. I will direct it. If it gets me out of doing the third movie for this fucking production company, like he argued to like get less work from this production. It was the Weinstein's, if that puts it in perspective. And it was right as all of that shit was about to to pop off. So from what I understand, both of them had a pretty severe coke addiction at the time. And so they were just fucking on one. But like I am that same way when it comes to like shows that I'm on, like, you know, that whole wall. Basically, yeah. Uh, so, for those of you who don't know, my office is covered in just posters of shows that I've done, and but like I'll post about it and things like that. But I'm not gonna be like, what? do, what do you mean you're not going to my show? Right. You right. have work. Fucking call out. Like right, I'm not right. that. I'm not that guy. I'm just not. Um, and we both know those comedians that are. Yeah. And usually
1: they're three months in.
0: That's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on! I'm the greatest fucking comedian in Tulsa. Come on! Oh, and you're like. Dude, I've seen you at three open mics. Like, calm the fuck down. You're fine. <laughs> I, there's there's a lot of I don't think I don't think a lot of people are aware of just how much dumb shit is going on in Tulsa comedy. Just trying to be a comedian.
1: I think I'm I'm actively trying to hide it because I, <laughs> <laughs> I represent it to a degree where I'm just like, don't embarrass the family. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> I don't want people to think this is what comedy is. You know, oh my I'm not God. trying to Because
0: like, I swear to God, some of them, they, they just take it so seriously yeah. to a point that you're just kind of like, you know, that you ruined that whole show. Right. You know you ruined that. Okay, perfect. As yeah. long as you know about it, and they're just kind of like, no, they did, and all that. And I have examples, but I'm not going to use them because if those people listen to this podcast, then I'm now the target of their bullshit, and I'm not into it. Yeah, I don't want to. I'm just so tired of it. Look like a fucking reality show. It's just not. Yeah, like they're know. they are. Oh my god, that's a perfect fucking like comparison they are they're fucking they'd be great on a reality show yeah i I mean hey if you want to go do that (laughs) fucking all the best i just
1: feel i feel lucky now that like i think Uh, you know, when I started becoming like a promoter and all that stuff, it really wasn't until like 2018. I mean, I was already three and a half years into comedy Yeah, yeah. and, um, I didn't want to do it because a lot of heat comes with being a promoter and a lot of people, you know, judging your decisions and and things like that. Oh, and I mean, all of
0: your decisions, every one of them,
1: I've been doing it longer than, you know, most of the the new, you know, new people have been around the new crop. So so they, they come in and they see. You know, Evan exists, Evan shows exist. Right. But because they know it's been going on so long before them, Mm -hmm. I feel like they're they're not as critical about it as if as if I had just started doing it, like I came up with them and then I started doing it. I feel like there'd be a lot more of them trying to like go at me, which would which wouldn't do anything to me, but it would be annoying to deal with. (laughs) Oh, yeah you know so well, i feel so i feel like i'm given like a healthy level of respect just because they know like hey well this guy's I, been doing shows for over five years and not not just doing you know not just that i've been performing but like i've been creating shows right for five
0: years well no and i think too part of it the part that really bums me out too i don't know where hold on we're getting a lot of like static in the background and it's bumming me out oh uh-huh. I'm the only one with headphones, so you the, you're fine. It's the ghost of the cocaine <laughs> <It's>, bear. <yes. laughs> Fuck you, that bear did not die. All right. If it did, I would have been bummed out, man. <laughs> Rip harambe and cocaine bear. Harambe and cocaine There was an eight foot tall uh gorilla walking around downtown last night. What? It was a dude in a suit, don't get oh. me wrong, but it was a fucking massive gorilla. Yeah, man, I that. And Where I was, was just was kinda that at? like By the Max? By the Max, yeah. (laughs) How did I know you were in the Max? I I enjoy (laughs) the Max, yeah. (laughs) The Max Retro Pub. Might as well plug them, yeah. I mean, uh, we've plugged some other places. Go to the Max Retro Pub. But before that, go to Arnie's and get you a big-ass shot of whiskey and then go over to the Max and... Play some skee-ball and some pinball.
1: That's the real Blue Dome experience. That's, w- avoid the line at Reds. <laughs> Fuck the line at Reds, dude. <laughs> Fucking hell.
0: Every weekend. Oh, my God. They're building, like, apartments right across the street.
1: Yeah, they're McNelly's own, too.
0: Are they? Yep. Are they for rent or are they going to sell them?
1: I, I believe it's a rent situation. Okay. Cause but, but look we how genius it about, is. They're, they're, they're putting it right in the middle of all the restaurants. Yeah, red they're light like, chicken, but Dilly Diner. I dare you, to call, dilly <laughs> I dare you yeah. to
0: call out, we will show up to your house. Yeah, it's, it's like, like, I
1: know yeah. how to get people to eat at all these restaurants. <laughs> We've put 500 apartments in front of them. It's like, they're going to be eating this red light chicken.
0: She's going to knock on the door. Just yeah. gonna, Hey, so I got this bucket <laughs> of chicken here. Yeah. Uh, did you want one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But no like when it comes to these the new comics and what have you it's it's it, the part that bums me out the most about it all is exactly what we're talking about the the ego that'll somehow just sneak in out of nowhere and they're just kind of like oh yeah no I'm I'm great I'm yeah. I'm I'm totally just I'm revolutionizing fucking Tulsa comedy here and it's like um Hold on, (laughs) and we still do. We still do get great new ones. Oh, absolutely! But they're the
1: few and far between. But like, so I want them to know we're we're not talking about this
0: Did you touch the thing? Hold on, guys. Okay, cool. We fixed it.
1: <laughs> okay, I want, to, I want to do the Jimmy Fallon thing from SNL. Do the Jimmy Fallon. If you've never seen it, he played, there was old sketches back when Jimmy Fallon was on SNL, and he played the really annoying radio DJ. And he'd go, oh, and yeah. we're <laughs> And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, even funnier to me is the idea that there are people that are young enough that they don't know that Jimmy Fallon was on Saturday Ooh, Night Live. Oh my god! They only know him as a late night host. And They're I'm probably like, a baby comic I, in Tulsa right now to get us back on track. <laughs> <laughs> I brought us back. I, I swear to God, though, it's like I, I can remember the time frame that this happened. You know what I mean? Because there was a time that it was like if you wanted to be a comedian in Tulsa, you got up at your open mics, you, know, you did your time, you waited it out, and then you'd get put on a showcase or something like that. You'd get a little bit more time. So you try that out and you do a few of those. Then you kinda of work. It was a process to work up to all these things. Now it's like you got the comedians, they'll come in and they're just kind of like they do like three fucking open mics and they're like, When's my special? Right. right when right. when am I when am I going to LA? Are we good? Everyone good? All right, cool. And I was gonna
1: say before I I fucking hit the static. Button, <laughs> you
0: fucking knock the
1: shit out of <laughs> it. There 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 are good new comics. They're they're kind of few and far between. But you know I'd want them to know we're not talking about them. There's there's really good ones out there, and they don't act like that. It's just that there's like three of them versus twenty five. Well, let's put it this way: if if others. you're
0: if you're a new comic in Tulsa, you're listening to this, and you respect the shows, you respect like the process and everything like that. We're not talking about you. You're good. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Everyone else, go fuck yourself. That's. But <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. one time, somebody said something about like, oh, aren't you worried about like pissing them off? I was like, what are they gonna do? What, I'm not allowed to get on their shitty show that they just randomly put together at a bar I've never been to. Fuck you, I don't and, care. And
1: I do encourage, I encourage everybody to start shows, just because. And you, we, we might disagree on this. I but
0: absolutely disagree. We do, we do disagree <laughs> on this. But I, I just, believe we've had this conversation. Yeah,
1: I am, a I am a content fan. I think you know, you're a bit
0: of a content whore. There's, like, there's,
1: <laughs> there's a place for everything. Like your the show could go somewhere. It just certain shows belong in certain places and certain shows don't belong in certain places.
0: Well, and also you have to understand too, that the reason I disagree is because a lot of people will think that they are a host and they're not, they are trying very hard to make it all about themselves. And there are just certain people that have no business hosting a show because they don't know the decorum. They don't know that it's like you're in their house. You need to respect their place and that includes their bartenders that includes their their patrons everything like that so if you start a show and then you start talking shit about that venue about those bartenders or anything like that yeah. you're not welcome back like that's that's just how it goes and then to blame the venue for that go fuck yourself I think I might lose this argument. I actually think you're right.
1: <laughs> I think you're right. Now that I think about it. Well, no, this was
0: not. This was not an argument. This was a discussion. No, you're right. No, if but it was, no, a, I, I if it was you, an argument, right. I'd have to turn these mics down. That's, that's, yeah.
1: I think no, I, I argue I think loud. Everyone good should
0: start a show. I think that's what I meant. Yeah, to but say. that's the part that we're talking about is the yeah. idea of what is good because you've got so many comics that, like we were saying, they just first start up, and I was guilty of it. You know, you get a few good shows under your belt and then you're just kind of like, I'm fucking amazing. I don't I don't know why I haven't been doing this my whole life. I'd be fucking famous as hell right now. It's just but like then you, you know, comedy has a way of humbling the fuck out of you. So like the next show you do, you're going to bomb. But I think that's the part that's going to tell you whether or not that person's a good comic. If they bomb and they're just kind of like, you know what? Just wasn't my night. I just, you know, they weren't into my stuff. That's okay. I'm going to keep going. I've got, you know, I'm going to tweak We're going to move on. It's no big deal. But then you've got these new comics that as soon as they bomb after a few good shows, then they're just kind of like, yeah, fuck those people, man. That crowd sucked. Yeah. It's like no you kind of suck tonight it's fine it happens to literally every comic
1: i remember my first big bomb it was at uh the boom boom room in east tulsa and demario Fan was the
0: host fucking tastic name for a room <laughs> yeah it was everyone was like illegally
1: gambling there were no windows
0: Perfect. yes <laughs> yeah it
1: was it was wild no, that's my kind of place yeah that was that was a rough Rough bomb, and I kept apologizing to Demario. Like, that was my attitude about it. Which I was like, I felt like I'd gone over to his house it, and, you and shit like, on his couch. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. I'm, I couldn't control my bowels. You know, I'm sorry. And then he was like, I, oh, he was I apologize like, dude, so chill.
0: I was like, I was apologizing to the promoter so hard. Yeah, I think that's and right. He, and, you and he should was Yes, yeah, you should apologize for sucking. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was funny because it was actually, and I mean, and you're going to know exactly what I, what I mean, but I'll explain for those, those that don't know. It was my first black room. Mm-hmm. And so, for those of you that have never done comedy or anything like that, there is just something so fantastic about killing in a black room. Like, and I know for some of you, you're kind of like pulling back on us. No, no, that's a common term, and trust me, no one's offended by it. Like, mm-hmm. because like there are just certain rooms that it's just you know black comics are gonna do better. But if you're a white comic and you go in there and you do well, it, cloud nine. You there, no one can touch you for at least twenty four hours because. There is just something about that level of just like appreciation and laughter that you'll get in those rooms.
1: Well, that's the, I think that's the more real reaction. I mean, I think a a white crowd will be more likely to laugh when you're not funny. Yeah, they kind of and like, like oh, honey, if you're like, if you're not, <laughs> yeah, if you're not funny in front of a black oh, but audience yeah, so, yeah, I, like, we it was uh, get the fuck off the stage it's, just fuck you off know? like what are you doing yeah. like you're wasting my time you deserve you're... that bomb yeah, that's, yeah. yeah
0: but like i thought i was bombing they weren't really laughing that much or anything like that and so i walked up to the promoter afterwards because even when he was bringing me on stage dude he goes y'all i'm making it in this world i just booked white comics this show it's great and they were laughing at that, and it was great. And I was laughing, too, and I got on stage and did my shit. And I got, like, some laughs, don't get me wrong, um, but at the same time, not as many as I thought, you know, I was going to get. And so I got off to, I got off stage, and I just, like, walked up to him. His name is David, and I was like, David, I'm, I'm just, like, I'm really fucking sorry, dude. Like, that was my bad. Um, and the worst part is now I've got to leave. I've got another show i got to go do. And I'm just, like, sitting there the whole time being like, I'm probably going to bomb that one, too. Fuck. Like, that's <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And so, like, but... Uh, Sandra was the one that got me that show and she I texted her and I was like hey I'm really sorry like I I fucked that up real bad she goes David said you did great I was like I am so confused as to what is happening right now and she goes no it's just you know they don't know you I was like that is such a great reason to not laugh at someone. I was like who the fuck is this and that Let's and, and okay now we can go over and talk about music that
1: happens a lot in oh, yeah. music so there'll be like a hardcore show and there's the opening band and everyone's standing around because they don't know who the fuck it is yeah, like if it was a band that's been playing for ten years they're like we're we're gonna hardcore dance to this yeah band. we're gonna
0: we're gonna do our thing our yeah. first time
1: seeing you we're gonna stand here
0: we're just gonna hang out because yeah. well in reality. I'm going to feel like an asshole if I start dancing and then it turns out you suck. Like, yeah.
1: It's- <laughs> yeah. It's like that at metal shows too. I mean, oh, yeah.
0: they, they will mosh for
1: an established artist. You know, artist who, you that know they who know. doesn't suck
0: blind oath blind oath. Yeah. Fucking Bloath, <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. But they're still like, they'll probably deal with this too. And I think, you know, if they were here, they would understand, you know, their first times doing like a big metal festival, the audience will probably be a little bit more standoffish they'll with them. Pull back then, a little bit then, for sure. Then they would treat an established, more established band. But then the next time they come through, they'll get that they'll get a bigger oh, reaction because like it's not your first time anymore,
0: right? And that's and not only that, it's just kind of like that first show. If you kill it they'll remember and I I think they're not just gonna like forget that you did a fucking great job you know what I mean or anything like that and I mean the whole point of telling that story was to get like for us to talk about the new comics that'll that'll go into those rooms they don't get exactly the reaction that they were hoping for they don't apologize they don't you know what did I do or anything like that they just kind of do that you know blanket ah they suck it was the audience, and I think it's it how, wasn't me. It was the audience. How, like,
1: how I think it reveals how uh, comics are as people. I mean, not and not they're not all like this, but I think if you, if your attitude towards something is just you know, fuck you, I'm the best. I think that that's if you're doing that in comedy, care. that's probably how you are as a person. Right. I don't. So care. if you're just generally a bad person, I think that'll come <laughs> out in your comedy, and audiences right. will pick up on that,
0: and, they and they're not going to give away, you the reaction. Yeah. I've definitely had to, you know tweak quite a few jokes because at first you know I wrote them and it was just kind of like ah, I'm a scumbag whatever who fucking cares but whenever that comes through sometimes they're just kind of like I don't want to laugh at a scumbag I, I don't like that and so you have to tweak you have to fucking rewrite you have to all that shit but if you don't have the mindset of you know I fucked up you're not going to change anything you're going to tell the same fucking tired jokes over and over and over again which is different than having a than having your set figured out because I have friends and you, your friends as well. Uh, where they just I, I'm pretty sure I know. Let's see, I want to say at least half a dozen of the comics that I came up with, like they'd been around before me and everything like that. But I think there's about half a dozen of them that I've done so many shows with them that I know some of their bits front to back yeah you know what i mean and but that's because it's a solid fucking bit yeah not because i'm i'm gonna do this until it's dead like but uh, fuck them anyway you have had enough time on my podcast you fucking new comics so do better uh (laughs) (laughs) but speaking of comics and people that are truly funny ali wong uh bringing it on back did you hit the thing again did i i think
1: you did oh fuck i'm so sorry can i hit it back again
0: yeah, jostle it. There we go. Perfect. Okay. I'm going to fix it, I promise. But, yeah, there was a couple of times Ethan hit it, too. You're good. <laughs> but, no, like, so with beef, though, would you say that it, I mean, it is bingeable?
1: Yeah, the writing is incredible. The writing, the writing, the writing. Uh, great, great, great acting. Great characters. I mean, I, I can't even imagine meeting someone that wouldn't like beef. It's so yeah. well done in, in Man, every, every conceivable way. It just even when it gets to the part where like it's like 9 or 10 episodes or something like that right. and you're going to think around like episode 6 or 7 you're going to be like where else can this go and then right. they start <laughs> they start like going I back do, like, like, like what happened before we met these characters like it does like the time travel trick okay, so you yeah. get even more backstory kind of, oh, and you're wow. so ready for it it's like the perfect time to introduce it and they just do so much right like uh, so many little moments when you're watching it like, there's one moment where, like, uh, they're kind of, like, stalking each other. It's part of the whole road rage thing. It's are kind of, like, you know. Uh, yeah,
0: because d- isn't that how it starts? Is that, like, they both kind of get, like, road ragey with each other? Yeah, and
1: then they, they need to find out, like, all right, where does this fucking person work? Like, who are their friends? Like, where do they go? And, like. That's a
0: different level of road rage, dude. Like, God, that's dude, fucking intense. <laughs> yeah, it's,
1: like, who's going to ruin the other person's life harder? And there's, like, a moment where, like one one of the characters is, is seen by someone who's like knows the other person. And you're like wondering, like, are they going to tell them that right. they, are they going to like describe them well enough to where the person gets it, but they don't just give it to you right away. Like they're, they're mm-hmm. like, on the phone with them, and you're like, "Are they gonna say something? Are they gonna say something? Are they gonna say <laughs> don't something?" Don't do it. The, don't do the, it. The, yeah, and the writers, they know that everyone watching it is like waiting for it, We're like, like that, on the edge of their team. like, yeah, yeah. Fuck. But they, but they play with you, you know, and they just, they, they don't, they don't do it to where you get mad at it. Where right. you're
0: like, "Oh, I get so uncomfortable." Like, God
1: damn, I need this reveal. Right. And they're like, "We're gonna give it to you." And it, it's just, it's very hold they your play fucking tits. You very, like, it's I- very tastefully. Like they give you a lot. Like every episode gives you a lot and there's a lot of little things too like one funny thing about it is um there's a lot of 90s music in it oh, but yeah. a lot of cringy 90s songs on purpose and a lot of the episodes end where like something cringy will happen and then like it's the cringiest like outro music where you're like oh my god this song is fucking trash It what happened like but you're supposed to hate it you like it's oh my bad god why her. did i love this song yeah it's so self-aware it's like great
0: there is so much that i look back on whether it's shows, movies, music, or whatever, where I'm like,
1: oh, yeah, yeah
0: my taste changed, and that's a good thing. All I right, think it's for,
1: it's for the laughs, you know? You're oh, like, yeah, you're for like, sure. Yeah.
0: Like, I, we were uh, up at work, and, you know, I'm a bartender, so I was, you know, uh, end of the night. You try and play songs that, like, okay, get the fuck out, like one of those, and somebody put on I'm Blue, Dabba Dee, Dabba Die by Eiffel 65. Do you remember this song? vaguely I remember Eiffel 65 You're, see you done fucked up A.A. because now I'm going to play it that's, <laughs> oh, no. but like it's, it's I'm about the, to hit that static button <laughs> you just you smack the, just oh shit, the shit out of it yeah. <laughs> the oh shit
1: button <laughs> everyone's going to thank me but no that's <laughs> you didn't play it thank you actually it might sound kind of cool I, said, I put a little distortion on it that's all it's talking it. <laughs> make it a no, little like, death metal but
0: the funniest part was uh, the entire point they're playing it is to get everyone out but they forgot that it's from our era when we were kids, so it's yeah.
1: Uh, I luckily I don't really remember this. I unless I'm just not hearing it it's well. It's just like I, I'm, it's just like a yeah. skate
0: rink song essentially. Okay. And so like they're playing this to get people out, but the problem is is that anything nostalgic whatsoever is gonna make these people be more like. Oh, we're, we're going to dance. Cause, and not only that, they're drunk. You know what I mean? If you're drunk and something nostalgic comes on, you're going to get into it. You're right. just going to be like, oh, my God, I haven't heard the song in years. Yeah. Hell and, dude, yeah. so now you have all of these drunk, dancing dickheads who are not listening when you're like, go towards the door. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, songs like that. Yeah. But, I mean, like, so is it songs like that or is it more I like, think I remember. So, Offspring, Pretty Flyful. Shit. Did I hit it again? <laughs> yeah.
1: Are we fucked up again? No, we're good. Okay, so offspring. Ready I have, I have fly now for given Evan
0: guy? fucking uh, Mike Cord PTSD. <laughs> 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 You're going to go to like, do a show and be like, where do I hold it? <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, the worst is when you'll be watching a comic and it's static because they're playing with it. and You yeah. want to tell them so bad just but you fucking, don't want to embarrass them. You don't I, want to yell out,
0: I, stop touching the cord. Stop it. Just that Will Ferrell sketch from fucking SNL. Get off the shed. <laughs> Get off. My fist is going to have a meeting with your ass. Get off the (laughs) shack. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I get so weird about watching comics and just where they kind of like hold the mic, where they put the microphone, like the the cable and shit like that. I, for a while there, for whatever reason, started wrapping the cord around like my pinky while I was while I was doing sets. And somebody noticed it and I got so self-conscious. So the next show I'm sitting there just kind of like, "Is, is this weird? Is it weird how I hold am, am I do I feel weird? I feel weird now. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Or <laughs> you're self-conscious about a little thing. I'm like you gave me the yips, you fuck. That's <laughs> <laughs> But like okay. Let's do it this way. Definitely bingeable. Um how about this? How about out of 10 what rating would you give? I got to
1: give it a 10, dude. You give beef It's a 10, 10 out of 10, bro.
0: Well then this is getting fucking watched. That's happening.
1: <laughs> it's it's so fucking like I cannot imagine the person that doesn't like it, it's got to be the most boring, <laughs> like just jaded. What piece is of wrong shit? with you, yeah? Dude, but that's
0: everything. Like, there's yeah. even like Blind Oath. Like, who the fuck doesn't like Blind Oath? It's old school metal, you know, and it's well done. And then you'll still have people that will be like, eh, "It's okay." It's yeah. like, who hurt you? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, why do you think you're cool? But if this you is hate also something? comedy.
1: Like, so, some people don't understand metal. But like that's true. Everyone understands comedy. I think.
0: I, I feel like I always forget that people. There are people out there that had like you know happy childhoods. I forget that those exist. <laughs> yeah, I and
1: I I've tried to play like so. I have a theory that like there's almost always like a song you could bust out to like get anybody. Into like a type of music, but if you show them the wrong song, oh yeah. th- then you'll you'll scare them away forever. So it's like take then punk, take like, punk rock like for example. Yeah, you got th- to get the right gateway song. Yeah, you do That's like a. That's why <laughs> Misfits is such a good band to get people into punk. Yeah. because it's not like. Everyone can listen to, like, Elvis and shit like that. Right. It's not that far removed from rock and roll. And then once you've gotten into Misfits, like, if you could listen to, like, put on, like, Skulls or something. They'll be like,
0: oh, this is kind of like. It's almost like a sing-along. Yeah. Yeah. But then
1: you can go from that and
0: and drag them a little further into into punk. Yeah, you don't want to start them out with, like, okay, so here's Gigi Allen. uh, Right. You can't. You can't do it because they're going to be like, this is. No, I'm not. I'm never listening to this again. So, like, with metal, too. But you got to start
1: them at like Metallica, maybe, or something like that.
0: Well, but I mean, like, if you're really, yeah.
1: Just something that's not too much of a transition versus what they're already listening to. Yeah, that's
0: almost like, for me, Metallica these days is almost considered just kind of hard rock. It's barely metal anymore.
1: Well, I was thinking of like the Black Album or something like that. Take take like an inner Sandman. if, If
0: you're actually educated on what metal is and things like that. But the problem that I run into is that you get people that it's like the music that they listen to, they only get from like the radio and shit yeah. like that. And so those people are always just kind of like, you know, oh no, that's rock. And it's like, I'm sorry, did you just describe it as just rock? It's like, yeah, that's rock music. It's like, yeah, okay, you have rock and roll, you have metal music, you have punk, you have rockabilly, you have there are so many genres and you are fucking blind to all of them because of radio. Yeah. It's just, well this is a rock station. It's like motherfucker, you played techno like 20 minutes ago. Guaranteed that's like if you were to ask somebody, hey What genre is this? And just play that song. They would not say rock. Like, yeah, that, I don't know. I have a problem with radio. That's the no, same. <laughs> if that wasn't wildly apparent. <laughs> well, well,
1: Mitch from Blind Oak has a radio show now. And I, I was the first guest on it. No shit. Yeah. It's at
0: RSU radio. Oh, no. Fun yeah. Shit. So it's a metal. Show. I would listen to that yeah. wholeheartedly. That dude knows his shit. Yeah. That fu- I one time we were drunk over at. Uh, I know. Shocking. Uh, I, was, <laughs> I was drunk over at uh, Sound Pony and he was there. And I remember uh, somebody asking him. Uh, about like a, a, a metal album that was coming out or something like that, and the guy went so in detail that like, I I was like, "Were you, are you on this record? Like, how do you know literally everything about this fucking record right now?" Dude, metal fans are amazing, and I want to I want to mention this just because
1: it got me thinking about it when I brought up the Misfits earlier. Yeah, yeah. I have a theory about about Glenn Danzig. So people that are aware of Glenn Danzig and, and know who he is and could you know reference his music or have heard it right. are on a totally different musical spectrum than everyone else that do- isn't aware of Glenn Danzig. Huh. I feel like the people that have just gotten into like – if you've gotten into The Misfits – or, or Danzig or something like that, it usually, it's such a perfect gateway into metal or punk or both. Oh, yeah. And then that brings you into all of these other bands. So if you ask someone... You know? Do you know who Danzig is? And they're like, no, don't even bother asking them about Slayer, Typo, Negative, Sepultura, you know, uh, anything else. Don't ask them about no effects. Like they're, I feel like They're not going to know any like. Yeah, I feel like the jump, any, like, yeah, it, like the jump
0: be, from Danzig to Typo is it's it's barely a skip. You know what yeah. I mean? It's it's just a little boop, just a little jump. But people, because that that voice register is just right there. But people
1: that get into that rarely stop there. Like once you oh, yeah. once you've gotten into the Misfits, like. Why don't you go ahead and listen to some Screeching Weasel? You know, why don't you why go not? ahead and why check not? out Pantera and all you know, all right. this shit? You know? Fuck Pantera. Right. I, I'll say it now. Fuck no, Pantera. No, totally, <laughs> totally. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Canceled bands that I used to listen to when I was a kid. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, what really sucks is that it's like we were saying earlier, though, that it's like, was I surprised when Phil was outed as a white supremacist? No. No. Because yeah. he seems like a piece of shit. Well, the thing about it too was like when I was growing up,
1: when when I listened to them, there was nothing on the records. that was white supremacists, right. and there was no internet. So if he was doing something, there was no way for us to find out. About and I think it. That's, all we had—that's the, the big CD. difference
0: too—is that it's kind of like when people want to reverse cancel, uh, was was what they would like to call it, or retroactively cancel someone or anything like that. It's just kind of like. Dude, come on, like, just let them fucking do it, because honestly, at this point, they're fucking idiots, they know it, like, they, they got busted, and that's gonna do way more damage than anything that any of us are gonna do, like, I will actively not listen to Pantera now, just because right, of that, same. and so it's just kind of like, trust me, they're, they're getting theirs, you don't have to do shit. Totally, totally. And, I mean, pff, fuck them.
1: And I agree with that. Yeah, I was just saying, you know, when I was a kid, there was no, that information wasn't available. Yeah, and I know? mean,
0: and even if it was, it was just kind of like at th- that time frame of history. I mean, like, we were still, like, have you gone back and tried to watch any of the movies that we thought were so fucking funny when we were teenagers? But like what? Uh, okay, so the other day I watched- Superbad. Uh, Yeah, Bad was one of them. Uh, fucking, like, Super Troopers. Fucking, uh, uh, even, like- uh fuck. Well there was one that I was like it was my main example of it and I can't think of it. I am fucking batting a goddamn thousand today, dude. Like Damn. I can't remember <laughs> shit. Uh but there was just there was a lot of them that it was just kind of like, oh, uh 40 year old virgin. Yep. 40 year old virgin did not age well. Like these movies didn't really age very well because of the culture that we're in now. Yeah. And so it's just kind of like that's what I'm saying though, is that like even if that information was available. I don't feel like they would be in as much trouble as they are nowadays. Yeah. And I, it, I can, I mean, that's for everything that's, that's comedy. That's fucking all of that shit. Like it's just, it's, you can't do the same shit anymore. And I mean, I'm not one of those guys that it's like, I'm an edgelord where it's like, you can't tell any jokes anymore. It's like, yeah, you can, you just gotta be funny.
1: In rush hour. It was like that too. It was like, he, he was constantly <laughs> joking about, you know, Jackie Chan is
0: Asian and just yeah. the entire movie. And I mean, like, but that was, I mean, to be fair, that was pretty fucking funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, but that's what I'm saying is that it's like, yes, you can still joke about pretty much anything. Just be funny about it. Just be you don't you don't swing low you know what i mean like you don't fucking punch down that's not how it works yeah i mean
1: people people are getting away with everything it just depends on who you are i guess you know i mean people aren't people haven't removed chris brown you know (laughs) right
0: that one was weird for me i was just kind of like oh well that guy's not going to be able to put any records he just laid hands on what some people consider the queen of fucking music right now and then nah nothing he was still putting out records you still fucking like well and
1: every once in a while I'll see him in like a news story of him doing the same shit and he's still got songs on the chart so I don't know
0: well and I mean the, you know. then you got Nick Cannon's got apparently like 27 kids or some dumb shit like that yeah, <laughs> at least <laughs> yeah. yeah I love my favorite part is we are now coming up on an hour and 15 I'm pretty sure we talked about uh beef for maybe 10 minutes <laughs> maybe 10
1: I think everyone that that's heard
0: this will go watch the show oh absolutely I you, gave it a 10 out of 10 you gave it a 10 out of 10 and you said if you don't like it you're a piece of shit and you're, <laughs> you're a racist an and you're a an open mic piece of shit <laughs> netflix is gonna be like why did we have a spike in this show <laughs> but no i just uh if you're new to the show um that is kind of a running joke that we don't talk about that we don't really talk about the show That's like amazing. it was really funny though because the first episode back was ethan and we did he chose futurama okay and so there's you have to talk about Futurama. It's a great fucking show. Uh, this one, I haven't seen, so I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> well, I also talked about the Val Kilmer documentary. You did. so Well, and I think that's... I, I was told, too, that like one of the things that people missed whenever we were on our hiatus was it isn't just the show that is the focal point of the episode that they get the info about. It's everything else. It's, right. it's any and everything that we want to talk about. But uh, if you haven't listened to the old episodes, I dare you guys to go back and do it because there are some that are great and there are some that I am wishing we never made. That's... <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> but hey, well, how about some plugs? Uh, so you got your shows coming up um, on the second, actually. Uh, you have one at Vanguard, is that right? Yep, yep. And I'm on that one. That's, yep. why, I, that's why I know that. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I I also took a hiatus from stand-up, um, and I'm on my way back to to getting back to it. So I'm pretty stoked to be on it, man. I'm, I'm stoked. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. What are the other ones that you have coming up, whether so... it's you're on them or you're... Uh, promoting that. so this saturday um at heirloom
1: rustic ales i've got that show kyle kordsmeyer he used to be in memphis i believe and now he's he lives in fayetteville now i believe okay. and he's coming in to headline it and do it and then i've got uh let's see what month are we in uh, i know i've got <laughs> flyers coming for the uh the sound pony show uh which comes out the first monday every month um the lefty show is coming back um, in June, I've got a, a date for that too. I think I think June fifth is Sound Pony. June sixth is Lefties. I've got I've got a Black Wall Street Liquid Lounge show coming up. I believe on June thirteenth. I've got. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna hate myself for all the ones I'm forgetting. <laughs> uh, You're gonna be driving oh, home and go. God damn it! I forgot one. <laughs> I got, I got a couple more. I got uh, May thirty first. We're gonna be at Renaissance, and that's got Ariel Julie, a comic from Chicago, and then I believe it's. Oh, shit. What day is it? For the record, I am loving the
0: pipeline between Chicago and Tulsa these days.
1: (laughs) So I've got Nathan Lund, who's got a podcast with Sam Talent. He's going to come headline Renaissance for me. I fucking love
0: Sam Talent. Dude, Nathan
1: Lund uh, was like the Denver comedy champion. And Denver is one of the strongest scenes in the country. It's like there's, you know, Chicago, New York, L.A. Yeah, Yeah, I would say Denver. Fuck yeah. And so, you know, having a podcast with Sam Talent's no joke either.
0: Well, yeah, no, that's, yeah. He's, on. he's one of the goats. And so. so, I mean, for people that maybe they want to keep their finger on the pulse with these shows and things like that. Um, do you post about him a lot on social media? Yeah.
1: I put every, uh, everything on the Instagram story. A lot gets on Twitter. Um, okay. I, I get tagged in them on Facebook. They on the Facebook stories too. Um, it's, they're they're on the internet. Um, so the root uh, has been helping me Which post of as, as well. Yeah, the internet's yeah. forever. That's- yeah, <laughs> I've got a lot of I got friends that that they pretty much post every show that I do. Yeah, we, you know they're comedy fans, so they repost them and things like that. So. I do love
0: a good repost, but I've
1: kept it underground. <laughs> like I think the shows are still they're very DIY punk, and I've had mm-hmm. people that are in the punk scene come to the comedy shows and they are like, "Dude, this this is punk." This is a punk this show. Is punk. This is yeah. a punk show. I
0: remember. I will never forget one time, uh, and it was. Uh, JT a fantastic comedian. He he's been touring with Eddie Pepitone uh, for like a couple of years now. Yeah, and uh, I remember <laughs> I was going to be opening for him on this show, and so I I you know get the flyer, and one of the quotes was JT Haberset is you know the king of punk comedy, and I remember I looked at a buddy of mine and I go, what in the fuck is right. punk comedy? And he like pauses and he looks at me like, are you serious? And I go, what? He, he goes, it's 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 what you do. I was like, oh, wait, what? He goes, yeah, you do punk comedy, dumbass. Like, you do D.R.Y., like, fucking. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah, Cash used
1: to, so when I would open for Ironborn and Upright and all those hardcore bands, yeah, yeah. he'd put me on the flyer and he'd put hardcore comedy under my name. it's <laughs> he's like, I was a hardcore comedian before I was anything else. That's rad. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, old, old Cash Clements. I saw him last night. I fucking love that dude. He's doing great, man. Oh yeah, no. Every he's time I run into films. Him. yeah, yeah, he's in film school. Yeah, he's, yeah, and yeah, he's working on his his uh, short. He's got one that's almost
1: done. He's just editing it.
0: Yeah, and it's got uh, our buddy Alan Nash in it. It's, yeah, uh, he was talking it, about yeah, that. Yeah, and he was. I was like, so how's it going? And he goes, uh, since I'm making it, I fucking hate it. It's. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, trust me, we all feel that way. It's it's fine. Like anytime I get off stage, I'm like, unless like you hear like a fucking just. Echo of just laughter all over the place. Every comedian gets off stage going, "Did I did I bomb? Do they yeah. hate, do they hate me?" Dude, like, I, I've had some
1: <laughs> very uh, credited comics come in. I mean, ones that have done late night shows and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And having I mean, them ask me multiple times if their set was okay. Yeah, and like, I, I I've seen that, and that's that was wild to me cause well, because I, I thought it, there was only us that that it, was. Like, it actually like it goes that. back
0: to what we were talking about. Like that shit never goes away. It yeah. never does. If you have that mindset, it never goes away. Like I've done sets where like I got off stage and I was just kind of like, dude, I, pff, my bad, like I I fucked that up and they were like, you, okay, uh, no, you yeah. didn't. That's <laughs> yeah. There was one in particular
1: where um. They did one of my shows, and uh, towards the end of it, they they pretty much asked the audience how they did, which is kind of right. a tricky. Like, I, I, I think it's a lot of balls to ask the audience <laughs> yeah, what right. they
0: thought. And, so are and, we still happy, or should I just kill myself? Like, where were we at there? And, <laughs> so,
1: and someone yelled out a rating, which was like, I think, you know, their real rating. And it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't like you killed it either. Right. And I think, like, I... I kind of remember feeling like that kind of stuck with them when I was talking to them about the show afterwards like that. I think that was eating at them a little bit. I feel like Like, every comedian was that it. Yeah. I feel
0: like every comedian is exactly the same that it's like you can get a thousand different thumbs up from audience from other comics or whatever. If you get one guy that was like, it was okay. Right. That's the one you're (laughs) going to remember. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've got, I've got a few of those too, where I, I
1: still remember like, talking to the person who made me feel bad about my set, like what they look yeah. like the conversation. Oh yeah. Because if you I know, see him
0: again, I'm like, buckle up buttercup. Cause I'm going to fucking bring it this time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or I, I remember there was a, uh, one one show I did. I mean, I'm I'm only like a year or so in. It was like a pretty decently big show for me. Yeah. And there was someone in the then afterwards they were like, well, me and my dad were laughing, you know, and nobody else was laughing, you know. And I was like, fuck, like that hurt to hear, you know. I was like, was it? That I
0: hate bad? whenever they they think you, they're know? Helping. I you like, know. I was like, I thought That's... it was more people than that. But you're, <laughs> you're telling me it was just two
1: people. I was That's... like, I, you know, and it really brought me down. You oh know? yeah, that, that And it's been seven years, and I still think about. Oh, it Oh
0: yeah, dude. I think about shit like that every time I'm about to get on stage. And yeah. speaking of which, um. Um, the show on the 2nd at the Vanguard, if you want to talk to both me and Evan, we're both going to be at that show. 9 p.m. 9 p.m. at the Vanguard. And then before that, uh, I am on the Riff show for Brett Jeffries. Hell yeah. at Heirloom. So that one starts at 8. And then pretty much as soon as I'm done with uh, Brett's show, I'm hopping in the car and then I got to go over to Vanguard and I'm doing Evan's show. So I miss doing that. Shout out to Brett. Fucking shout out to Brett, man. She's been putting on some fucking great shows. Yep, yep. And uh, I mean, and not only that, as the host, we were talking about like there are just some people that shouldn't host shows or whatever. Brett should host all the shows. In my, right. like, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Like she's very good at what she does. Like that's let's put it that way.
1: I agree. I uh, Brett came to me about, you know, getting the Riff show going to heirloom. And I yeah. kind of like with the inter- intermediate person to,
0: to connect them. The Jessica to Jessica <laughs> to
1: really. Yeah, it was just a little one. though. <laughs> Is it oh, back? You...
0: Are we back? There we go. Perfect. You nailed it. No, you're good. Okay, so I was talking about
1: <laughs> So I, I helped Brett initially get uh, Heirloom to put on the Riff Show and yeah, then yeah. going to the Riff Show, the Riff Show really made me want to step my game up at Heirloom because it was so good. It was yeah And I, I, I was like, Well I have a show here at Heirloom too, and if Riff Show is this good, I need to be at least this good. Yeah. You know, I was I was very impressed with the concept and how funny it was and packs the room and everything. Oh, and, and she
0: takes it quite seriously. Yeah. And, like, and, and, I, I, and
1: I think that was I think that's one reason to like don't don't worry about competition. Like competition makes you better. Right.
0: And I think also too it's like I don't think she's trying to make it a competition. I think what it is is like Not what, at all. by her saying like oh they win or whatever. It's just a it's just a concept to keep the show going and to keep people kind of like invested in it and everything like that it's a really good concept well, it's a
1: great gimmick show and i think we need more gimmick shows i think it's hard coming up with them really i mean there's oh, yeah. the kind of the the take your clothes off comedy show that happens in a bunch of cities i mean right. there's a bu- you can look to other cities and see what ones we could potentially do here um i've never really done one yet myself but i i don't rule it out i think i think i think we're at pretty, some point i'll probably convert
0: i think we're pretty fucking saturated at this point point. one though, of my shows like-
1: to so there's so something that's outside of um uh, there was someone that used to uh they would always say I should get like a, a wheel and do like the you know do like a wheel of fortune type thing in one right. of your shows, you know, and like oh, that would be funny. Well, and which I is, think it's been done at Which is point, technically but...
0: kind of what Brett does with yeah. the riff show. So if you've never been to one, what she does is she has um a lot of comics will get we have a group chat that'll be cuz I've been on two of them so far. And they're always fun. It's just one of those like it's as a comic, you so essentially you get topics, there's like fucking 30 of those fucking topics. And then what she'll do is you randomly get selected for one and then you riff on it. That's why it's called riff show,. <laughs> and so <laughs> but like you just riff for like two minutes or whatever. And whoever you know the the top three uh, sets that from the riff go on to do about I want to say th- four or five minutes, of regular stand-up, and then the winner of those three gets like a $50 gift card to heirloom or something like that. And so it is kind of a competition, but at the same time, it's not in a sense of just kind of like, I'm better than you. Oh, and I was just it's talking just, about just like competition competition between shows.
1: Like people oh, yeah. feel like, oh, there's a you know another comedy show happening. Like that could be competition I for do, you.
0: Okay, I will say, I do think that some of y'all motherfuckers need to talk to each other because- if you have a show and then Brett has a show and Patton has a show and fucking this guy's got a show and this is happening over there you're not all going to get like as big of an audience that's true but, and if so you, like,
1: but if you look at music i mean mercury lounge has a show colony you has and a i show, both know that's different Vanguard, well and I, I, it,
0: with music you have different crowds so if it's a rockabilly band you're definitely getting this crowd if it's a punk band you're definitely getting this crowd but if it's comedy you're getting the same fucking crowd well well,
1: well, what i'll argue though is i think my comedy shows almost have a genre like music does compared to some of the other comedy shows i would agree my show and a michael Patton show isn't quite the same genre of comedy show that's fair yeah, so, so I'd, I'd that's give that my to you. Argument, yeah. Okay, so
0: you won that one. So I mean, yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> you might have lost the other one, but you won that one all for right, sure.
1: All right, <laughs> yeah. And I even thought about that before, where I'm like, this comic could almost be like a jazz comic. This is a death metal comic, right? Like, you know, it's pretty cool to like think about. You know, in terms of like, this one's kind of quiet, and this one's abrasive. Oh yeah, you know. And I
0: think having multiple styles of comics on a show, I hate when it's the same style of comic. I'm just kind of like great. Here we go. Let's have fucking two hours of dick jokes. This is going to be great. Because right. what sucks, too, is like, let's say someone I book
1: five of the same comic. And then there's people in the crowd where they're like, they don't like that style of comic. And right. then they go away just going... I guess I don't like comedy, but if you have five completely different styles and they don't like any of it, I mean, I guess you just didn't, you just don't really like comedy. It, yeah. You really don't like comedy because <laughs> I, I have something for everybody and I, right. I, really, I really try to book it that way now. And I didn't always, but I came to realize that that is the, oh, yeah. sh- that's the show.
0: Oh yeah. And then if you do it that way, it's, I feel like everyone walks away happy, you know? Yeah, totally. Hey, I, they didn't like me, but man, they felt like... They loved that other guy. They fucking loved him. So at least it was a good show. Yeah. And I feel like if you can have that mindset, you'll be fine as a comic. Yeah. Get
1: get diversity. You'll be fine.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, you didn't say the N word once. So I think think we did great. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we end shows now. It's just, did they say the N word? No. Then it's a good one. It was, it was a little touch and go there for a bit. I thought he was going to drop it. Uh, but, <laughs> but, yeah, definitely go check out Evan's shows. Not just the ones he's on, the ones he's promoting, because it's always a good time. And if it's not, he apologizes. So <laughs> And it's usually free. It's usually free. So, if you complain about free shit, who's the asshole? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Evan, thanks for coming on, man. Hey, I really appreciate having, me, having you. And, uh, hey, just once again, for those of you out there, the email address, if you have any questions or anything like that, which... I, man, if I, when I tell you, I've got some stories about some emails, uh, but it's binge podcast 918 at gmail.com. Uh, my name is Terrell Norton for Evan Hughes and myself. Uh, we love you, and there's pretty much nothing you can do about it. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Uh, <laughs>
1: God damn it. Now I'm all full of hope and, <laughs> and optimism.
0: That's not how I end things, Evan. <laughs> Bye, guys.